Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather. This is where I give you news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One that you're not going to find in your mainstream media. So we got articles today I want to get back to. We were censored by White House for pointing out huge problems with the COVID vaccines. Tucker Carlson says this is part two from yesterday's episode. And we've got payback. McCarthy to yank Omar Swalwell and Schiff from their House Committee assignments. Yes, yes, and yes. What else? We got climate change scam. Globalist quote net zero crusade will lead to end of modern civilization. Which reminds me in the book of Daniel. And then, of course, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, it says they will come again with swords and spears. And huh, kind of makes you wonder. Anywho. Not saying this says the Lord or anything. And this just came across my phone. Biden White House says it does not support gas stove ban. So a U.S. regulator had suggested any option is on the table as government evaluates concerns that gas stoves emit harmful pollutants, which actually gas is the cleanest burning um, fuel that we have. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the White House does not support a ban on gas stoves. An official said Wednesday as concerns surrounding indoor air pollutants from the appliances have made headlines. So you can take that uh, for what you want. But just the thought of them saying in the United States of America, you can't use this to heat your home should be surprising. But not really, because we see where we're going. So God has given us enough signs to offer insight if we have eyes to see that article is by Tim Moore. You can find that at harbingersdaily.com. So let's go back over here. We're going to talk about uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. You can find this at dailycaller.com. And uh, this is by Harold Hutchinson. And he posted this uh, on the 9th of January. So Fox News host Tucker Carlson spoke out Monday about a 2021 email from a White House official uh, uh, demanding Facebook censor him for pointing out, quote, huge problems, unquote, with the COVID vaccines. Quote, it was never really a secret there were huge problems with the COVID shots. We knew this because uh, the Biden administration's own VAERS database indicated that from the beginning, a lot of people were being injured, but the media suppressed that news, Carlson said. Uh, we tried to point it out more than a year ago, not because we have a problem with vaccines or are anti-vaxxers, but because if you force people to take something, you probably ought to know what is what it is and what effects it might have. Um, that's the most basic right of all, to know what goes into your body, to know something about it. But in trying to say that we were censored and now we know we were censored by the White House, and you can check more of that out on um uh, there's more about being censored if you want to go to any messaging you want. Facebook asked Biden admin for talking points after FDA vaccine blood clots warning. Folks, a lot of things coming out now. Carlson then discussed uh, the April 14, 2021 email from the White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flaherty, uh, to an unidentified Facebook employee demanding the company censor Carlson's video about vaccines. And you can watch the video uh, if you so desire, if you go to dailycaller.com. So Republican Attorney General Jeff Landry of Louisiana posted the email uh, on Twitter on Friday. And it says, quote, since we've been on the phone, the top post about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying they don't work. Yesterday, it was Tommy Lahren uh, saying she won't take one, Flaherty wrote to the Facebook employee, according to the email obtained by Landry. 
quote, this is exactly why I want to know what reduction actually looks like. If reduction means pumping our most vaccine hesitant audience with or audience with uh, Tucker Carlson saying it doesn't work, then I'm not sure it's reduction. Flaherty continued in the document released by Landry. In response, the unidentified Facebook employee reportedly told Flaherty that they were running this down now, according to the document. Landry filed suit against the Biden administration on May 5th, claiming that officials colluded with the social media companies to suppress debate on COVID-19 pandemic, the 2020 presidential election, and other issues. A federal court ordered that Biden administration to produce communications between administration officials and the tech companies in July. We asked Rob Flaherty to join us and explain, but of course, he is a coward and he won't. So we only know this, by the way, because of a lawsuit by the Attorney General of Louisiana and Missouri, Carlson said. It's certainly a violation of First Amendment rights, Landry told Carlson. The White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Daily Caller News Foundation. (laughs) They won't. Folks, the truth is coming out, but of course, you probably didn't hear that in your mainstream media either. Now, did you? So, January the 9th, this is AmericanThinker.com, Payback, McCarthy, T. Yank, Omar, Swalwell, and Schiff from their House Committee Assignments. This is by Monica Showalter. Monica Showalter, need a Monday morning brightener? Here we go, she says. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy told Breitbart News that as Speaker of the House, he would strip reps, um, Representative Adam Schiff. Uh, of course, a Demo- uh, Democrat from California, and Eric Swalwell, a Democrat from California, other assignments on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, and Representative Elar Omar, of course, she's a Democrat from Minnesota, of her committee assignment on the House Foreign <laughs> Affairs Committee. McCarthy also says Swalwell would not be allowed to serve on the Homeland Security Committee either. Uh, McCarthy's comments came during the last On the Hill uh, long-form video special taped in December at an Eastern Market establishment on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. The Democrats have created a new thing where they're picking and choosing who can be on committees, McCarthy said. Never in the history of Congress have you had the majority tell the minority who can be on a committee. But this new standard, uh, which these Democrats have voted for, if Eric Schwalwell cannot get a security clearance in the private sector, there is no reason why he should be given one to be on the Intel or Homeland Security. He will not be serving there, he says. Of course, this is from Breitbart News' Matthew Boyle, who reports that Omar's history of anti-Semitism and downplaying of 9-11, Swalwell's steamy relationship with a woman the Intelligence Committee identified as a Chinese spy, and Schiff's continuous leaks and lies pretty well made them all unfit for the House Intelligence and House Foreign Affairs Committees. It couldn't happen to a more malevolent group of leftists, leftists whose attempt or contempt for the law in the American people offend at every turn. Mostly, though, it's payback, a continuation of the standards Democrats set themselves when they ousted Reps Majority Taylor Green and Paul Gosar from their committee assignments on phony accusations that they were out there shilling for QAnon which certainly didn't seem to be obvious to anyone else out there. It was done for spite. Then they just didn't like them and decided to bully and humiliate them instead of debate them. Well, now the shoe's on the other tootsie, and they're forced to live under the rules and standards that they created 
for themselves. They're forced to eat their own cooking. Uh, McCarthy's action was the right thing to do, even though the bushy types in the GOP would probably like to claim that McCarthy shouldn't stoop to such tit-for-tat antics and should be above it all. But they would be wrong. There's no other way to, quote, teach Democrats that in the long run, or possibly two short years, they'll be forced to live by the standards and rules spoken and unspoken that they've laid down for themselves. Now, doing this opens a door for them to change if they finally realize that they don't like uh, the taste of their own cooking. Now they can live with it. If they don't like what they did, then their only hope to stop it will be to refrain from doing it next time. That way they will get the courtesy returned by Republicans in the next round after that. The important thing is that McCarthy is not letting the action slide. They can live with it or with live without it, he says. He goes, they can live with it or not live with it as they prefer because the ball is now in their court. She goes on to say, it will be a blessing for the rest of us not to have to hear more of shifts, leaks, and lies, censorship activity, and grotesque media manipulations, all done under the cover of the secrecy of intelligence knowledge. Yes, he won't know any more or uh, he won't know any more than anyone else now and he can just eat it. She says, same with Omar, who can no longer inject fourth world confusion and resentments into U.S. foreign policy. Something might actually get done on the committee now. And maybe there will be some answers forthcoming on Joe Biden's monster failure in Afghanistan. Same with Swalwell, who has no business being anywhere near intelligence, given that his one-time squeeze and campaign donor, Fang Fang, is still, quote, friends with some of his relatives on Facebook. That guy isn't about national security. He's about politics. Yes, folks, he can now politic on his own dime, not the intelligence community's riches. It's good to see these three singled out, which in a competitive field amount to the three most obnoxious members of Congress. McCarthy's act is a great start to what may be a very good speakership indeed, she says. Woohoo, that's a good article right there. Kind of explains the truth of what's going on. This American thinker, Monica Showater. Showalter. Thank you, Monica, for that great article. Okay, you know him, you love him. He is my favorite. It's LeoHoman.com. H O H M A N N.com. Have a been to Leo in a while. Globalist net zero crusade will end, uh, will lead to the end of modern civilization. This was posted uh, yesterday, January the 10th. A cartel of powerful globalist elites, including King Charles, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the global banking cartel, the Gates, Ford, and Rockefeller Family Foundation's George Soros, Open Society, and countless other foundations, almost all majority, uh, major corporations, the entire global uh, corporate media, the entire federal apparatus in the U.S. and EU, along with the United Nations and World Economic Forum, is pushing forward with a dangerous agenda that has become like a religion for many especially the younger generation. It's called sustainable development. And the tool to achieve it is the myth of man-made climate change. Yes, folks, climate change. It changes every day. Anyway, yes, the climate is changing, but there is zero proof that these perpetual changes in places the dawn of time are caused by man's existence on the earth. But... He says, by instilling fear of death and destruction for climate change, the cartel wants to take away your gasoline-fueled cars and replace them with expensive and more connected electric cars. Take away your wood stoves, gas stoves, and your natural glass or natural gas, natural gas appliances, and replace them with electric appliances and electric heat pumps. Take away most of your meat consumption and replace that protein in your diet with bugs and artificial lab-grown meat. Yum yum, folks. And you can watch this short video on how the federal government's new attempt to ban gas stoves is based on deeply 
flawed science. You guys can check that video out at leohoman.com if you so want to. But the article continues and he says, and they wonder why people are getting angry. Whoo, Klaus Schwab's 2022 uh, WEF conference in Davos warned the elites to prepare for an angrier world. Why? Because they know their policies to ban most of our sources of private transportation, our sources of heating our homes, and the staples in our dyes are going to piss us off. They also know they represent all the big money interests in the world, but less than 1% of the human population. I believe 2023 will be the year that determines if this powerful cartel will be successful in their drive toward a net zero world in digital slavery for mankind, a goal they hope to reach by 2030. According to United Nations Agenda 2030, it has 17 goals for sustainable development. When implemented to their fullest extent, these goals of the cartel of globalist predators will be able to track, trace, and monitor everything, living and non-living, on Earth. Already, you can see how almost everything we do as we go about our daily lives leaves digital footprints. Think about your personal habits and how they are, quote, connected to the internet. Your Apple Watch, your vehicle, your appliances, your smart meters, your paperless digital transactions, your cell phone apps. All this data is being scooped up and stored somewhere. I mean, big giant football fields in Ohio. Anyway, I'm sorry. Data centers. Oh, woohoo. Anyway, uh, once the central bank digital currency is introduced, I believe that will happen in 2023. The cartel will have what they call, quote, an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy. And, quote, as globalist economist Pippa Malgram said at last year's uh, World Government Summit. And I know you guys heard that because I played that on a few episodes. So information data is powerful or is power in today's digital economy. It's powerful too. Uh, and that's a level of power concentrated in the hands of a small group of people, the likes of which the world has never seen before. No dictatorship in human history has ever had access to this level of personal data on so many people. Not even close. And all of that data will be harnessed to implement the net zero agenda. If you don't cooperate with it and the only means of transacting being through a central bank digital currency, you will be punished for your non-compliance. You won't be able to hide your carbon creating activities. In order to reach their goals of net zero, they will need to eliminate at least 50% of the world's population. Hmm, makes you wonder. In order to reach their goals um, of this, think about it folks, I'm going to read it again. They will need to eliminate at least 50% of the world's population. Hmm. Interesting. And because on to say the article below is important because it explains how this cartel has cultivated a whip of lies to loot the middle class populations of the world and herd them into a new feudalistic dark age. It's via Summit News, guys. And it's called A Damning Indictment of the Net Zero Political Project has been made by one of the world's leading nuclear Physicist. I'm going to give you just a touch of this. So, in a recently published science paper, Dr. Wallace Mannheimer uh, said it would be the end of modern civilization. Writing about wind and solar power, he argued it would be especially tragic. Well, not only will this new infrastructure fail, but will cost trillions, trash large portions of the environment, and be entirely unnecessary. The stakes, he added, are enormous. So, folks, Dr. Mannheimer holds a Ph.D. in physics from MIT and has had a 50-year career in nuclear research, including work at the Plasma Physics Division at the U.S. Naval Research Laboratory. He has published over 150 science papers. Yes, folks, real, real science papers. Yes. So you can go on, and I may read this at a later date, but if you want to, go to leohoman.com, leohoman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com, and you can check all of that out for yourselves. Very interesting. 
But I'm on a time crunch this morning, guys. So God has given us enough signs to offer insight if we have eyes to see it. This is Tim Moore, posted January the 10th at HarbingersDaily.com. And he says, Moses said the secret things belong to God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our sons forever. That's Deuteronomy 29, 29. Why did God foretell so much about Jesus' first advent and second coming? Clearly, he wants those with eyes to see, to have discernment, and to keep their heads attuned to the Messiah. But you see how folks these days are... Churches aren't teaching. I'm throwing this in. Churches don't teach that. Churches don't teach you to be watching for the Lord. Churches aren't teaching eschatology, Bible prophecy, what's happening in the end days. They are not equipping the saints to be able to live during these days and what would they should even be doing during these days. No. Nope, they're not. It's not about your best life now. How to have your best marriage now. You tithe. You do this. Give me your money and so into my million dollar ministry and then, ah, you know, God's going to give you 10% back, blah, blah, blah. Heresy. Blasphemy. God has a special place in hell for those people. I think I read that yesterday to you guys. Deuteronomy chapter 13, if you want to read more uh, about apostates. Anyway, so he goes on to continue. He says, but insight is not automatic and discernment to lose those whose hearts are not enlightened by the Holy Spirit. When Jesus ministered in the world, he typically taught through parables. Not only did his parables evoke word pictures that people would remember, but they also allowed him to speak to his sheep while those outside his flock remained oblivious. That's Matthew chapter 13, 13. Or chapter 13, verse 13. God's prophetic word works like this. Many grope in the darkness because they reject the light. But we who are in Christ are not of the night or of darkness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. Jesus expects us to recognize the signs of the times. Matthew 16, verses 2 and 3. He has clearly chosen to give us enough signs to offer insight if we have eyes to see. That is not to say that the prophetic signs flash before us in bright neon lights. No. He goes on to say, they are often subtle. They require that our eyes adjust uh, spiritually over time, just like the night vision takes time to gain acuity. He says our ministry in he says our ministry's internet evangelist Nathan Jones. If you guys don't know, this is Lamb and Lion Ministry. Just gonna throw that out there. He he heads up Lamb and Lion Ministry. Uh, Dr. David Reagan retired, and so Tim Moore has taken over. So anyway, our ministry's internet evangelist Nathan Jones offered an analogy at our recent streaming conference. He stated that like a puzzle that reveals its pictures as pieces are added. Our understanding of prophecy grows as the pieces fall into place. Good emphasis. I like Nathan Jones. If you want to, go check him out. You can go to Lemon Line Ministries and check all that good stuff out. But anyway, he goes on to say, um, in emphasizing the imminence of the rapture, the signs of the times, the signs of nature, society, spirituality, world politics, technology, and Israel are shouting about the nearness of that glorious event. Signs of nature are all around us. As King David observed uh, long ago, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. That's Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. Sadly, even within abundance of evidence in a cosmos filled with knowledge, many lack wisdom. Even within the church, scoffers dismiss the magnitude and majesty of what God has revealed to us in 2 Peter chapters 3, verse 3 through 7. As we marvel at the creation God has given us, we recognize the truth in Isaiah's observation. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. That's Isaiah 40, chapter 8. I'm sorry, chapter 40, verse 8. So God's prophetic word is converging all around us. Soon the bright morning star will pierce the darkness once again. Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. May his light shine in your heart even now. 2 Peter, verses 119. Folks, I want to leave you with that today. 
Like I say, you got to be in the word. If you're not in the word, you will be led astray. And you don't want to be led astray during these days. So you see everything coming around. These globalists, uh, they look like comic book villains. But I mean, seriously, it's, it's what's going on. And God says the wise people of the world, he will make fools. So anyway, that's what God says. So with that, you guys, I'm going to get off of here. I'm running behind this morning. Um, the internet company came and I think they've got me hooked up and fixed. I think everything is going to go well today. And uh, anyway, if you guys want to check out my website, you can go to Bible Prophecy, then before today.com, Bible Prophecy for today.com, and check out all that good stuff. I do post a, uh, a very short blog. I don't like to read long blogs either, so I keep it short and sweet. So if you guys want to check that, you can even sign up for it to be emailed to you. But anyway, if you want to email me, you guys can email me at Heather at Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com. Heather at Bible Prophecy for today.com. Shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you guys. Once again, oh man, thanks you guys so much for listening. And um, man, I tell you, it, it's, it's dark days ahead, but the darker it gets, the brighter we should shine with Christ's gospel. That's what we should. We should be, man, we should be out there telling people the good news, the great news, the fantastic news that Jesus will save you. And this is not your home. This is not our home. We are just passing through. Anyway, give the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Oh, one other thing I wanted to add on, because you know how we are in Texas, ADD. My friend Kim is doing well. She opened her eyes yesterday. Praise God. Hallelujah. She's got a ways to go. They're trying to wean her off of that paralytic and wean her off that breathing machine. Keep praying for heart, lungs, kidneys, um, and liver to start functioning correctly. Her blood pressure to come up for the for Father God to um, dissolve all those blood clots that may be in her heart. And uh, just keep praying for her. Thank you guys so much for praying for her. I'm telling you, God hears prayers. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's what James says. So anyway, thank you guys so much for praying for her. I sure do appreciate it. I know her family does too. Man, I tell you. Anyway, we know prayer works. Look at look at Damar Hamlin. Praise God. Praise God. Look at that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He answers prayers. He is still God Almighty. And there is nothing too difficult for him. Nothing is impossible for our mighty, awesome God. So always keep that in the back of your mind. But you got to pray the word, folks. You got to pray the word. So anyway, once again, <laughs> um, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you in Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. May today be the day he comes and takes us home. 